Hi everyone and thank you for tuning into the Daily Delights podcast. This is your host Chef Kristen. I want to thank you all as always for tuning in. I appreciate it. In today's episode we will be discussing how it is crab season now in Maryland. More specifically talking about the blue crab which is indigenous to the DMV area, the Maryland area. So it's officially spring, which means we can now start to go to our local farmer's market. We can finally enjoy fresh peaches. Uh, Melons will be soon to follow. Our sweet corn, the whole nine yards. Berries, everything. Well, along with those wonderful things, it means that it's also crab season here in Maryland. It has officially started crab season. As a matter of fact, it's crab season for the entire DMV area or the whole Chesapeake Bay area. Now, you may be thinking or want to ask, what is the Chesapeake Bay and what is the DMV? For starters, DMV stands for D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, which also happens to be the area where you find the Chesapeake Bay itself. Now, the Chesapeake Bay is a body of water that contains brackish waters, meaning it contains both fresh water and salt water. Uh, The mouth of the estuary or the body of water known as the Chesapeake Bay opens up to the Atlantic Ocean, which is explaining where the salt water comes in along with the fresh water. Among the list of organisms that call the Chesapeake Bay home, the blue crab is by far the most acquired and beloved in this area, not only to its residents, but also, especially during its peak season, to the visitors as well. So, the blue crab. Let's kind of get into that. Let's discuss what it is, what it means, what it looks like, all of the above. Yes, the blue crab is actually blue in color. So, the blue crab itself, um, the tips of its pinchers are blue. The body of the actual crab is like a bluish green. It has some white in it, but the crab, is, the crab itself is predominantly blue. It's also the state symbol of Maryland. Hey, my home state. The blue crabs are commercially, commercially, I'm sorry, fished as well as fish for leisure. So if you grew up in Maryland or in the DMV area, then you know that just like you have fishermen that catch whatever types of fish, whatever species, our fishermen out here actually go crabbing and they commercially fish for crabs. Now, like I said, if you're born and raised in this area, then you know all too well, I'm quite sure I've never met a Marylander or a Baltimorean that has never been crabbing. So nine times out of ten, I'm just going to go ahead and leap out there and say we've all gone crabbing at some point. Literally, you can take a string, you can get a crab basket, you can get a crab box, but literally you take a piece of twine, you attach it to whatever, like I said, a longer piece of twine or the actual crab basket or the crab box. There's a little um, box inside of the wire crab box and you literally just take parts of chicken, whether it be, you you can go to the store, you can get the cheapest cut of chicken, whether it be liver, whether it be chicken thighs, whatever the case may be, you attach it to the piece of twine and you cast it out into the water. Literally, in a matter of minutes, you're going to get crab. Obviously, if you get the twine, depending on whatever it is you're using to fish for, or um, yeah, to fish for the crabs, it's going to determine how many crabs you get. Obviously, if you got one piece of twine or a branch or whatever, you're only going to get one crab. 
per time per every time that you cast it out if you have a basket you're gonna get a little bit more if you have the crab box then obviously you're gonna get a good amount of crabs but regardless it's only gonna take a couple minutes before they start nibbling on that chicken and you got one it doesn't take long it's actually pretty fun i loved it i definitely would take my children to do it it's an amazing time now you have male just like any other species you have male and female the female crabs do contain roe especially during like the summer months or its peak season and the roe r-o-e the roe of the female crab is usually bright orange in color or like a yellow orange because they are crustaceans they are definitely bottom feeders so just like any other crustacean you have whether it be a lobster crayfish crawfish whatever terminology you like to use um whatever the crustacean is they are all bottom feeders they are scavengers so the blue crab just like any other crustacean they feed on anything including smaller crustaceans clams mussels oysters plants and even freshly dead fish i know it sounds kind of gross but again when you're eating any type of crustacean it's the same thing the meat itself um and the blue crab is sweet and taste. It's delicious. It's awesome. It's delicious. <laughs> I know I've already said that, but it literally is delicious. Um, they actually range in size from small to some people call them colossal crabs or some people call them whale crabs, depending on who you're talking to. But they range in size from small to a colossal or whale. Now, when you get a um, blue crab here in the DMV area, you will either get it one of two ways. Steamed with Old Bay or in a crab cake. We call them crab cakes here in the DMV. You might be more familiar with the term croquette or croquets, but croquettes, I guess, is a more broader terminology that... If you're from out of state, you might understand a little bit better. But in Maryland or the DMV area, again, we call them crab cakes. You will never get a crab cake as good as a Maryland-style crab cake. And this is all truth. This is no lies, no bias, or anything. This is even true when you get the meat. Even if they use, like, the meat from the blue crab in the crab cake, if it's not Maryland-style or directly from Maryland, don't even waste your time. It's not going to taste the way it's supposed to. It's not going to... The texture is going to be off. The flavor is going to be off. It's going to have a crap ton of breading in it, which if you talk to anybody from the DMV area, more specifically Maryland, more specifically Baltimore, if you talk to anybody that's ever had a Maryland style crab cake or makes them themselves, they will tell you there is absolutely little to none or little to no breading in a Maryland crab cake. Me personally, when I make my crab cakes, I do not put any breading in it. I don't like it. It's almost like a sign of disrespect. If you get a crab cake with a bunch of bread in it or around it or dipped, I've seen literally crab cakes dipped in or coated in breading. I don't know why, but the whole point of the matter of fact is that it's supposed to highlight the actual crab meat. So if you have all this bread, you're not, it's messing with the integrity of the actual crab meat, which is exactly why you got a crab cake because that's what you wanted to taste with the crab meat. So it's like, contradictory to put crab or put breading in a crab cake if you do come across a crab cake with breading in it like i said it will be little to none in it and it's used mainly as like a binding agent so um you might get literally breadcrumbs or 
some people crumble um, saltine crackers. But like I said, nine times out of ten, you're not getting any breading in a crab cake. It's just not not in the Maryland style crab cake at all. It's not happening. You will be disappointed if you have if you've ever had a Maryland style crab cake and you get a crab cake from somewhere else that's not Maryland or doesn't say Maryland style crab cake. You're definitely gonna be disappointed. You're gonna be like, this is not at all what I'm used to, not what I expected. You're not gonna be pleased at all. Which brings me to how you order them. If you are ordering a crab cake, you either get it broiled or fried. My personal favorite is to get the crab cake broiled. Um, and it's because when you get it broiled, you actually get to taste the flavor of the crab meat. Again, when you get a crab cake, the whole point is because you want to keep the integrity of the crab meat. You want to, you don't necessarily feel like picking the crab itself. So you prefer to get the crab cake because all the work is taken out of it. You get the glory of the crab meat, you get the finished product, but you don't actually have to sit there and pick it. So most people, if they don't feel like picking crabs, they will get a crab cake. If they don't have steamed crabs as an option, you will get a crab cake. And again, you, more than likely you want to get it broiled because it keeps the integrity of the crab meat. Think about it, um, for instance, like if you do anything else fried so literally if they fry it it's usually either gonna be deep fried or pan fried but nine times out of ten is deep fried so just like with anything else you can have a baked potato or mashed potatoes you taste the integrity of the potato the potatoes integrity is pretty much kept intact whereas though if you get fries or french fries or you get chips the flavor profile the texture the integrity everything of the potato has been compromised so it's pretty much the same thing when you are doing a broiled crab cake now, most places sell crab cakes as a la carte, as a sandwich. Typically, a sandwich is served um, whatever type of bread that they offer. Nine times out of ten, traditionally, it's a casserole, and it's served with lettuce, tomato, and you either get a side of chips or a side of fries. But you can either, like I said, when you order a crab cake, it's broiled or fried, and most ser places serve it a la carte as a sandwich or as an entree or platter it might be labeled on the menu and you get a choice of one crab cake or two it might say single or double depending on where you are depending on the terminology that they use but those are the three ways you're going to be able to order a crab cake now to order the steamed crabs you order by size quantity and ginger uh ginger i meant to say gender gender i'm sorry y'all got tongue tied tongue tied lord so most places sell their crabs by the half dozen or the full dozen a half bushel or full bushel and every once in a while you may come across a gem or a diamond in the rough and they offer you or allow you to purchase the crabs by the single or individual crab itself so you know, sometimes I know I've been to a couple of restaurants and if you have out of towners, they might not like they want to try the experience, but they don't want to do a whole dozen or they might only want to pick one or two crabs. So in that instance, it's awesome. Or like say you want crabs, but you don't really feel like picking them yourself, period. So maybe you might get two whale size or colossal crabs and then like a ear corn or something that works out. That way you don't have to spend your, all your time and all your money towards, like I said, one of the other options. Um, what else was I going to say? Um, also, like I said, they are sold as male or female crabs. 
And then the list, most places list their crabs as like a number one or a number two size crabs. Number ones mean the larger sizes, or they will actually break it down and list the sizes as small, medium, large. Some places say, call it either extra large or jumbo. And then some places call them either colossals or whale size crabs. So you're going to have small, medium, large, extra large or jumbo, and then colossal or whale size crabs. The crabs are generally measured um when when you're talking about sizes they usually measure them or weigh them now when they measure the crabs it's usually from one point of the crab to the other and then like i said other times it's weighed like some people actually weigh their crabs individually in ounces and that's how they determine what size that particular crab falls under when you're talking about the actual preparation of a steamed crab, they're literally what it sounds like. The crabs are literally steamed um, with um, spice. And the spice that we use here in Maryland is Old Bay. Like, we put Old Bay on everything. You can put it on fries. You can put it on chicken. You can put it on this. You can put it on that. Literally, Old Bay is it. And then... Um, some people's recipes for how they steam the crab varies. Most oftentimes, it's water is the base for the steam, unless it's substituted with some people use beer, some people use white wine. Um, that also adds not only flavor, but aromatics as well. And then also for more aromatics, some people even add uh, celery, carrots, and onions to their, whatever their base is, whether it be water, white wine, or beer. So, um, there's a few variations, but it's always steamed crabs and Old Bay. Like, that's literally, aside from the actual crab itself and its meat, the Old Bay is what makes a Maryland steamed crab, like, makes our season what it is. The whole process of eating a steamed crab is, like, a social event. And I say that because it's very time-consuming. So, most of the time, especially if you're from Maryland, you already know. You literally, you sit down, you get your crabs, you pick your crabs, and you chit-chat, listen to some music, whatever the case may be, with your loved ones. Which explains why most out-of-towners, if you or most people that aren't locals, don't like to pick the crabs. After, you know, the first couple of experiences, most out-of-towners are like the concept, they're over it. They like the concept of a crab cake better. So, I mean, if you're more interested in learning how to pick a crab, it's kind of hard to explain uh, without actually showing it to you. So my suggestion would be if you want to see how a blue crab is picked or a Maryland crab is picked, then go on YouTube and search a video or Google it and a video will pop up and you can watch it. It's time consuming, but I promise you, although it is pretty labor intensive, the experience is well worth it. It's unlike any other experience. And like I said, the end result, that meat is well worth it. It's awesome. It's delicious. Like I said, most pe- for anybody that does it, it's definitely a social aspect. So most people just kind of get together with their friends and family members. If you're of age, most people drink a beer with it. You get some corn and you steam your crab. You can purchase them steamed already or you steam them yourself and you get it going. And it's the best thing since sliced bread. Um... So, my suggestion, the next time you're in the DMV area, obviously, like I said, more specifically, Maryland, try your infamous blue crab. 
you will not be disappointed. I've yet in my life have to meet a person that had one and said they didn't like it. Never happened. The season itself for Maryland blue crabs or Maryland crab is mid to late April, depending upon the weather. Like if it's still kind of cold in April, it's it can be, I guess, kind of shaky. Most people wait until like the second week in May. It's pretty consistent at that point, but then that technically starts the peak season for crabs. So the pricing is a little bit different. But like I said, it starts from mid to late April and goes literally until like Labor Day weekend. If you get any hard shell blue crabs before or after that point, usually like especially restaurant wise, the blue crabs will come from like the Carolinas or they'll come from Louisiana. Now don't get me wrong, those crabs are really good as well. But definitely try a Maryland or a, Chesa- a crab from the Chesapeake first and then maybe venture out to the Louisiana crab or the Carolina crabs. You can kind of like me personally, I grew up on a Maryland crab, so I can tell the difference between when they come from Louisiana or when they come from North Carolina. It just it's, it's, it just tastes different. I don't know why. I, I don't know whether it's the breakdown of the water or whatever the case may be. I don't have a clue, but it's definitely different. But they are good. I'm not going to lie. The crab from Louisiana or the Carolinas are pretty good. But I'm more partial to a crab from the Chesapeake. If you like what you've tasted... With the Maryland hard shell crab, then go ahead, I say, and venture out and try a soft shell crab. I myself do not like soft shell crabs. However, um, basically what a soft shell crab is, is it's literally the blue crab before it it has um, gotten its hard shell. So what happens is, is during the winter months when the crab season, when the Maryland blue crab isn't in season, what happens is, is because they don't have to worry about predators, there's no birds trying to dive in the water, there's no turtles, you know, kind of snapping at them to eat them. They don't have to worry about having that harder shell or hard exterior. So what they do is they molt or shed the um, those hard shells and they keep the thinner shells or the soft shells. Now those soft shell crabs, it's literally the same species of shells of crab, I'm sorry, the same species of crab. However, like I said, they go through the molting process and that's why they can go from a hard shell to a soft shell. That shell being so soft is actually like thin as paper almost. So literally people that enjoy soft shell crabs, what you do is, is you clip off where you can literally take a pair of kitchen shears. You clip off where the front end of the crab is, cut off his eyes, all that good stuff. You can lift up the shell of the crab. You remove the intestines and all that stuff. You'll see how they remove the intestines when you, um, in the lungs and all that stuff, when you um, Google or YouTube search how to pick a Maryland crab or how to pick a blue crab. You'll see how they remove that when it's um, when it has its hard shell. But it's pretty much the same process only difference being because the shell is so paper thin you can snip across the front lift it up scrape all of that out and then most people kind of do a batter and then deep fry it and then people either eat that and you eat it with the shell and everything intact because again it is paper thin um and then that's usually served as again you can purchase those out of like a um your local fish market or whatnot or if you're in a restaurant, they usually serve them like as a sandwich or as an entree. So just like they would with the crab cake. 
But yeah, I myself do not like a blue, uh, soft shell crab. But if you're kind of feeling adventurous and you like what you get when you taste a Maryland crab, then I say give it a, give it a shot. Why not? I want to close by saying thank you all so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Yet again, you can listen to this podcast on any um, podcast platform that you have available. You can listen on the actual Anchor Radio app, or you can listen on the Anchor website page that we have, which is anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash c-h-e-f hyphen k-h-r-y-s-t-y-n that is anchor.fm slash chef hyphen kristen um if you listen on a podcast platform and you like what you hear feel free to subscribe um to our podcast the podcast is entitled daily delights you'll see the icon is hashtag chef kristen hashtag daily delights it's turquoise in color the print is black Um, Feel free to share this episode as well as any of our other archived episodes with any of your friends, family members, um, foodies, any other chefs out there, anyone who might be interested in this topic. It does not matter any other topics that we have. Feel free to share it on any of your social medias, anything. Um, Tune in every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time is when we drop new episodes. I hope you all have a great fun successful week hopefully you listen to this episode it's made you kind of have a hankering for some crabs go out and get some blue crabs if you're in the area if not once you come to the area make sure you get some hopefully they are in season and you all have a great week bye-bye